Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. All right, this is episode 161. I am Michael Doeys, and with me today, I have Taylor Arndt. Hello, everyone. Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. And Lauren Flinner. Hello, everyone. All right. So we are on YouTube. So I want to welcome everybody watching the stream. I uh, hope you all enjoyed the episode. We have a lot of content today. We are going through a lot of WWDC uh, things that were announced. And um, WWDC was Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference they have every year. And they talked about a lot of changes to operating systems and uh, things like that. Um, new developer stuff and things. And so um, this is going to be just a general discussion to talk about all of that stuff. So uh, I'm pretty ex excited about it. So I want to go around and get perspectives on everybody on the panel who, uh, you know, we all sat down and watched the event together, the keynote, and they, um, some of us watched the platform State of the Union, and I think a lot of us thought it was boring, so <laughs> um, <laughs> I think by the end of it, it was just me and Lauren that were left standing. To start us off, Taylor, what about WWDC got your attention? What did you like that you heard about during the keynote and throughout the week? Yeah, uh, I really loved what WWDC had to offer, and Michael, I wasn't at the platform State of the Union because I was hanging out with friends, so I didn't find it boring. I just had to go hang out with some friends who were in town. Yeah. I would say the highlights that I've found interesting are the iPad OS 15. I really think it's going to be an awesome release and an awesome year for the iPad. I'm starting to use my iPad a lot more, and having those new features, especially with the FaceTime, I could see myself doing podcasts on FaceTime eventually, although they need to fix the web version so I could actually join on Windows, right? That'd be helpful. But especially those kind of features and being able to beta test for the first time. This is my first time ever in the developer betas. And I think that it was a really awesome experience. I got it downloaded and I'm playing around with it and, you know, finding bugs, of course. But I really appreciated how awesome it was. And I'm really excited for a couple of things in particular. First, the Swift Playground where you can build apps. I really think that's going to be awesome. While I do have a Mac that's currently not broken anymore, thanks to the beta software, it would be really awesome if I could create apps with the Swift UI on the iPad. And so having those abilities to do that when that comes out later this year will be a really awesome thing, and I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. Jason, uh, I'm sure you have a lot to say. So what, uh, at the event, was your favorite thing that you got to experience throughout the week? Man, I don't know if I have a single favorite thing because there's just so much that I thought was amazing. Uh, between the live text and images, um, I've been playing a little bit with that in the beta, at least on my iPhone. And um, the accessibility stuff that Apple has publicly announced, you know, voiceovers, improved image description abilities um, or image exploration abilities to be more precise. I'm not going to really talk about how that works especially because that may change over time, but it does remind me a lot of seeing AI. I thought that was really cool. But uh, the... What is that? That that um, universal control, I think is what they call it, right? Where you can drag and drop, or where you can use like your, your Mac's trackpad and keyboard to control iPads and drag and drop stuff across from your Mac to your iPad. And I think you can do that up to, th what is it, three devices? Three or yeah. five? Uh, five, three. actually. Or is it three? I think it's three. Okay. Um, but that, and I thought SharePlay was really cool, and being able to use your Mac as an AirPlay speaker is really cool. So there's there's really just, and that's just a tip of the iceberg because we're limited to an hour. I don't want us to be here for like eight, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lauren, uh, what was your takeaway and your favorite thing from the event? I really liked all of the developer tools. They're really, I guess, making leaps and bounds as far as Xcode, being able to code on the iPad. Um, 
And then I also like the just the productivity integration, the quick notes that you're able to use with both iOS and Mac OS. I think those are really cool. I love the ability. Uh, words are hard today. I love that they have the ability to share audio across, you know, FaceTime and um, screen sharing all the productivity and developer tools. It's really cool. So my picks, my pick for WWDC, my favorite thing. I, you know, honestly, I think my favorite thing has to be Swift Playgrounds. That, you know, like Taylor was talking about, that is really amazing, and I cannot wait for that to come out. Everybody was hoping we'd get a beta, you know, immediately. That's not the case. But I also am very excited about Xcode Cloud. That oh, yeah. is going to be amazing, um, being able to um, distribute your your builds to test flight just from Xcode. You don't have to do all the the work in uh, App Store Connect. Really excited about that. I can just submit a build to Xcode and then my beta testers will get five builds a day. <laughs> that is awesome. And that means you won't have to have a, as powerful of a Mac as well, probably, right? Right. And it's all powered with Git. So you don't have to worry about version control and all that. Oh, if yes. You can just roll back. And everything. That is so. awesome. I'm just excited. So they started the event with a pretty corny to most people, but hilarious for developers video um, talking about what it would be like if developers created the WWDC intro. And so it was pretty, pretty funny. And, uh, you know, they opened up with Tim. He really, Tim Cook did not have a lot of involvement in this mm -mm. keynote. No. He kind of opened it up and then he was done. What are y'all, Jason, what are your thoughts on that? I actually thought, I, you know what? I really didn't even notice. At, I mean, I noticed at the time, but I had forgotten about it until you just said that. And it's true. And, I mean, I wonder if it's just because it was so developer-focused. I mean, yeah, we had a lot of consumer stuff that they talked about in the uh, WWDC keynote. But, yeah, it, it just, it just kind of seemed like he was like, all right, developer people, do your stuff. and. I actually kind of enjoyed the opening video myself. I thought that was pretty funny. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we, Tim has been in the role of, uh, you know, exec, uh, CEO of Apple for about 10 years now. It's been a while. And I've heard talk that they may be looking for a successor here pretty soon because mm -hmm. he has I've been in the role too. for a while. Yeah. And that's, and that's interesting because when he actually talks about it, he's like, look, I think his stance publicly has been, you know, I'm not necessarily done with Apple. Uh, but, you know, and I, I can't see that happening anytime soon, but we're, look, you know, trying to plan for the future, looking for a successor kind of thing. And from things I've seen in the news, that they have some people in mind who could succeed him as, as CEO. You know... Now, but that's what they announced publicly. So I don't know what that is actually... You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's interesting because... Uh, you know, Craig had a lot of uh, screen time this time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you could compute those metrics on the iPhone, uh, you know, every week, that would be quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, screen time, the the thing on the phone. But yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that took us a little while to get. But it's it's interesting just to see, you know, the dynamic. Uh, we never saw Phil. Oh, yeah. No Phil Schiller. I actually am not surprised that we didn't see Phil, just because he's an Apple fellow now, right? He's not, like, he sort of, I think, retired from Apple, but didn't quite retire from Apple. So I'm not entirely surprised that we didn't see him, and I don't think we saw him in the last keynote either. No, we didn't. So, so I wasn't too surprised by that one. But, you know, Craig did introduce a lot of products, and he... Worked with um, a lot of other presenters to present things. And they started, I believe, with uh, iOS, didn't they? iOS 15? Yes. Mm -hmm. and yes, I think they ended with the Mac. Mm -hmm. And they showed off a lot of features, uh, like the FaceTime stuff or, you know, hashtag Zoom time, Zoom face, face Zoom. <laughs> uh, basically what it is. Um, it looks very Zoom-esque, and you can now do things with FaceTime links. So 
the we've done testing over the week. These links are persistent, and which is very interesting. So FaceTime links can be reused, which means they can be mapped to a website. So you could have your website.com slash FaceTime meeting. Yeah, that's a really cool feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I think the person that created the link has to be the one to let people in, but you could use that as a reoccurring meeting. Mm-hmm. We got live text, like Jason talked about, where you could get text from images. How do you guys feel like that's going to impact your uh, day-to-day use of iOS? For me, I think it's really going to help in the area of education because what I could do is take a picture of the board and be able to take a quick note with it. Um, I could take a picture of an inaccessible flyer or whatever the case may be and be able to grab an email or a website or um, a phone number, whatever the case may be, and um, be able to access it. I think it's going to open up so many doors as far as just being able to access inaccessible media. Um in and outside of the educational sphere, I think it's going to be great. Taylor, is this something you would utilize uh, in your day-to-day life? Yes, I actually would. And I was, like I said, a little quiet a little while ago because I didn't want to try to cut people off. Um, But what I would say is this is something that I will heavily use. Like Lauren, I do do some part-time school stuff. And so I could also use it for that. But I could also use it for other things, like if I am, you know, in an in-person business meeting or other company, like training, for example, where I need to access some materials or whatnot, I can be able to do it that way as well. Or if I'm at anywhere for that manner and need to be able to access materials. So I think that this is going to revolutionize the way that we use iOS and how useful it will be for us who are blind and who do need the accessible media because it will be right at our fingertips. And I think it'll be a great thing for people to be able to use. And I'm really excited to see how this could transform the use of the iOS device in terms of being independent. And uh, I want to put out there one of the use cases I don't think anybody has thought about is street signs. Oh. Think about this. You're walking down the street. You know you're near a building. And so you just kind of move your phone around and see, is there any street signs near me? Or... You could look up at a building and say, what building is this? And then get live text to show you what building you're at. Or if you're in a mall. Yeah, but you'd still have to take that. a picture. I don't think it's no. going to read the live. No. It will. It really? Will. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really. a good thought, Michael. Yeah, it will read it live in the camera view. Hmm. You may have to focus well, your finger to see to, on the screen to find it, but well, it will do it. They need to fix the focus thingy then because it's... I tried that once <laughs> the way that they showed it on the at the keynote was, was that it could do it live hmm. it's a really cool feature i think they're gonna have a lot of um things to fix and ways to grow but it's gonna be a really cool feature that'll help a lot of people and i i really think that it's gonna help people outside of the blind and visually impaired community you know just to just be able to take a quick picture and have that saved in your phone well you know what i think this is going to as the term is called sherlock I think this is going to Sherlock or Cam. Oh. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yes. A lot yes. of the OCR companies. Mm-hmm. You know, Kurzweil, OpenBook, all well, not, those Well, not things. really those, because mm-hmm. the use cases for those are different. Now, Perspective True. may, you know, do that. <laughs> yeah. But um, for what they're offering here is basically on-the-go on OCR. And, you know, when you pay $4,500 for an OrCam or just have this live feature on your phone, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll still have all the Android users. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and I'm not saying that to be an anti-Android person. It's just with Android, right, it's still a much more involved process, you know, trying to use Google Lens, whereas with live text... You know, if that's if that is in fact the case, that you'll just be able to open up the camera and then have the text be detected in the camera viewfinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that's really neat is it's now in the shortcuts app. So there's get text from image in the shortcut app. So um, basically, and I wanted I haven't tried this yet, but I'm wondering if it's going to keep formatting. Oh yes, oh. that would be nice. Or if it's basically what Perspectives extension would do. But the the neat thing is is that um, with the way that Apple has done that, I don't really need to make a, a shortcuts extension because they have that now. Mm-hmm. 
I could completely remove that from, you know, the uh, from the app because they have that functionality and it's using the same thing that I was writing anyway. So you know, but I guess that's the other thing is they've impre- they've increased the uh, ability of the shortcuts app to do a lot more things, like supporting Markdown. You can convert web pages to Markdown, rich text to Markdown, or Markdown to rich text, or Markdown to HTML, folks, right from the shortcuts app. That'll be awesome. We'll have more on shortcuts later, but um, is there any other, I mean, well, one thing I want to point out is uh, SharePlay. I'm really excited about that because they announced that. Uh, I know some friends that are really going to enjoy uh, sharing, you know, TV shows and stuff in the app. Is there any other features that you guys heard at the event that you're excited about? Xcode, the Xcode Cloud, Xcode well, 13. We'll, we'll get to that, but I mean, iOS. Ah, I can't wait. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 the iOS side of things. Dang it. Okay. Have y'all looked at, well, you, you have, but um, the new Safari layout, which is interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, we yeah. haven't talked about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Safari with the address bar on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Visually, you can use that to swipe left and right to go between tabs, but it's also uh, difficult to find with voiceover. So... Because it just hovers over mm-hmm. whatever you're reading. So you kind of have to be able to find it. And then once it's at the bottom and you tap on it, it moves towards the top of the screen or like the middle. So then you have to find it again or, you know, it's it's a little different. Jason, have you found any good techniques to make that easier? Not yet. And keep in mind, guys, we're commenting on developer beta one. And I'm not saying this to those of us on the show. I'm saying it to those of you who are listening to show. So keep in mind that we are referring to beta one. So things that we talk about that are, aren't working quite the way that they might be. By the time iOS 15 and later on down the road, Mac OS Monterey come out, this stuff will probably change or be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep that in mind, especially if you end up listening to this show long after WWDC comes out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have not actually found a good workaround for the address bar thing yet. But I also have really been using my Mac more since Monterey came out more so than my iPhone for browsing the web. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, Taylor, is in, there any other iOS features that you liked that you want to comment on? Not particularly, although I'm really excited about the FaceTime thing and I can't wait to see how that will work. I know because when we tested it again, it was kind of broken. So I cannot wait to see how that uh, evolves. Yeah, FaceTime for web is yeah. going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. It will. And I can't wait to see how that evolves. Another thing that isn't specifically iOS, but is, is also in iOS, is the focus feature. Oh, yeah. And then the notification summary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, go ahead. That'll be really cool. You can basically set groups. So you can set, you know, if you're focusing on home or you're focusing on work, you can get your, I don't know the full extent of it, but basically it kind of keeps you on track with the apps that you want to use and the notifications that you want to receive. Um, and it's all set up in kind of its own little interface. I think there's even different home screen layouts. Yep. <laughs> there's different home screen layouts based on your focus. Yeah. So, and, and it's neat because you can even make it to where you don't receive certain co- phone calls unless um, they're like per- for personal or work. I'm really happy about that. That's really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. That'll be really helpful. But yeah, and the other thing that one thing that I really like is that notifications are bigger. So you get a bigger app icon and bigger text for your notifications. I'm a huge fan of that. And the redesigned weather app looks amazing with mm-hmm. uh with notifications it's basically they've taken more of dark sky and they've put it in the weather app yep pretty cool i do wish they made it easier to get to the radar though that would be a little bit better yes you can but yeah yeah the visuals on it looks really nice especially um i feel like they've done a lot more as far as contrast within the weather app and as far as notifications so yeah so the next thing they brought up with i was ipad os and this was where we were all waiting for. So we can now add widgets to our uh, iPad's home screens. And we can ma- even use larger widget layouts. And they look really cool, too. Mm-hmm. There's even widgets for Game Center to launch uh, games or see what your friends are playing or a few other things. 
But again, I say Apple has missed the mark. Yes, those are great, but what they need is a widget to see your Game Center stats. I want to see uh, my achievements for this week or my in total my total achievement score, those kind of stats on my home screen. Uh, otherwise, I mean, yes, the other stuff is great, but I want to see those things. Hmm. Then I will consider that. Yeah, I'm really. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about the widgets. I think they'll definitely help increase productivity and just kind of bring attention to those really important apps like you have on the the phone and all the other things. Also, something to point out is they have changed uh, their YouTube videos you can watch where they have made more Finder-esque changes to files. The Files app did not mm -hmm. just stay the same. There's different sorting and other options in the Files app now. Yep. But my favorite thing is uh, that they announced the Swift Playgrounds. We didn't get our pro apps, but we got Swift Playgrounds where you could publish apps to the store. Very excited about that. And, uh, you know, they, they did the quick notes with the Apple Pencil and the screenshots and all that stuff. So I'm pretty excited about that. What other features were y'all excited about? I mean, I thought the new multitasking stuff sounded kind of cool. I still don't quite understand how the new multitasking works, but I guess you'll be able to drag and drop content from apps in the app switcher, and I think you can do that on the iPhone, too. And speaking of the iPhone, uh, just to clarify earlier, um, you are only able to use Quick Notes apparently on the iPad and on the Mac, but you can look at them on the iPhone, and I think you can uh, edit them on the iPhone, but you can't create yeah. them. Okay. Okay. Nice clarification. Thank you. Yeah, the, the task switching is very, I think, visual. Um, mm -hmm. From an accessibility standpoint, it's it's going to be pretty much the same as command tabbing or, you know, switching from different yeah, apps. Yeah, the difference is, is going to be the shelf the where you mm -hmm. can see what other, like, the multiple windows that you have open. I'm still not exactly sure how to use that. I'm, I'm still learning, so. Mm -hmm. Wait, are we talking about iPadOS or Chrome OS now? iPadOS. Yeah, iPad <laughs> <laughs> so Chrome OS, guys, has a sort of a dock type deal and they call that the shelf mm -hmm. so that's why i asked that question they're taking a lot of ideas from other places it seems like it's it's becoming very uh integrated as far as a lot of the other os's <laughs> yep and the the other thing is there are uh a lot of new ways to view things on the ipad it just looks very nice and then um safari on the ipad uh, takes up the whole screen, and the address bar is in the tabs. So mm -hmm. um, the tab bar is also your address bar. Same as on the Mac. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. And but the tabs... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Apparently there will be Safari extensions for iPhone and iPad as the, the same as what you have on the Mac. So that's interesting to me. Yeah, I was just going to say the tabs are also pretty uh, contrasted, so you can, I guess, see them better, which is nice. Um, and the window itself extends to the edge, so whatever color the website is, it'll extend to the status bar, which is pretty neat. And I think that's to really encourage website developers to put more color in their websites. It used to be very mm -hmm. discouraged, but now I think you know more and more websites are doing that in their headers, and it makes websites look beautiful on the iPad and the Mac compared to yeah. what you see on Windows. Mm -hmm. Lots of great things. So... Is there any other features that we haven't mentioned for iPad that uh, you guys found interesting? What was there a collaboration feature for Notes? There was something. Yes, there not. was. Yeah, uh, I think they did add collaboration support, but I don't remember if that was this time or before. Okay, there I was think stuff they added with this collaboration time. support in iOS fourteen. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, never mind. <laughs> I think they may have enhanced it. In yeah, it was an that. enhancement. Yeah, they might have enhanced okay. it, but I do think you could share notes in 14. Actually, I've done that in 14 and then had other people be able to make Oh, changes. there was the, the sharing. So, like, let's say a friend sends you a uh, an article or oh, uh, the shared music with you or whatever. Yeah. Apps. Yeah. Yeah, so, I thought like, that was really cool. Yeah, they could send you, I don't know, an article. And then the next time you want to go back to it, it'll appear in your news app. Or if they send you a photo, it'll create like a shared with me section in your photos. So that's why I was confused in my finder when there's a shared with me. I thought it was a Google <laughs> Drive thing. No. Right. I was confused too. And now that you say that, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I just expected that to be called shared with you, mm -hmm. not just shared. 
Yeah. Yep. So that's not confusing at all. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't remember seeing it before installing Google Drive. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Right, because you were saying that earlier today, weren't you? We were on Google Meet, actually, mm -hmm. Michael, and you were saying, you're like, hmm, what's this shared with me? There was nothing in it. Well, what we forgot to realize was that that was actually part of the OS itself yep. and not Google Drive. Yep. Yep. Because I'm like, I don't have that because I was on Windows at the time. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's very interesting what we're getting uh, for iPad. Um, it, Jason, am I missing anything else that we need to go over for iPad? Well, I had already talked about universal control. Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. And I think that might be specific to iPad OS as far as being able to use uh, the Mac's keyboard and trackpad with your iPad. Other I'm than that... I'm wondering if you'll be able to use the iPad keyboard and trackpad with the Macs. That'd be kind of cool. I... Oh, two more features. Okay. Know. You've got the, um, the new navigation layouts, all the new accessibility features for the Mac. Not the Mac, sorry, the iPad. You've got the grouping layout um, on the iPad and iPhone that's definitely new to accessibility. And then also uh, we have the ability to change accessibility settings per app. So you can turn you know various settings on and off based off of what app you're in. So that's pretty cool. I do wish though that, and maybe they'll add this throughout the betas and if, Apple, if you're watching, please do. Uh, where you can add dark mode on a per app basis. That would be nice. I mean, yeah, you could go into control center and turn it on, but it would be neat if you could just say, I want this in dark mode, this not in dark mode. There's settings like bold and other stuff like that, but dark nothing. mode would be awesome. Yeah, that would, that would make my day. Um, mm -hmm. now alternatively, I believe you can go into shortcuts and do the same thing when this app opens change to dark mode. I think that's actually a thing. I think so as well, because I think we did talk about that at one point, Michael. Probably. So uh, that's some ways around that. Audio settings? Is that specific to? Audio settings? Mm-hmm. Which so one? Audio settings? So when you go into Control Center, you can turn oh. on different audio oh, areas. Yeah. So no, that's on everything. Is that on I everything? Think, no. Okay. And by everything, bags. I literally mean... Oh. Ah, dang it. <laughs> And neither is live text, so... Yeah. That's sad. Because <laughs> um, I found the, the microphone stuff on the Mac 2 earlier today, and it is, in fact, in Control Center. At least it's not on the Intel Mac if you're on Google Meet. I can't confirm Discord or other. But you could... Uh, add, there's new microphone modes and video effect modes uh, where you can turn on noise isolation or... Um, wide As it stands spectrum. now, the modes are standard voice isolation and wide spectrum, but wide spectrum doesn't seem to do anything at the moment, unless that is specific to supported applications. I don't know. I got it to work on Discord or something mm -hmm. yesterday. I don't remember what it was. Discord works. Well, if it's working for me, voiceover's not telling me that it's selected. It's it, it tells me when it's selected for standard and voice isolation, but that could just be that I was using earpods at the time. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was not. I didn't have anything plugged um, in. I was just using the iPhone mics. Yeah, but it's it's nice to have mm -hmm. since it's not on Intel Max apparently, as we've uh, as far as we know. I guess it does in fact use the uh, machine learning. Oh yeah, it does. Um, engine, which isn't surprising if you consider that Apple has even said. Uh, I don't remember if Apple as a company said or if there were people on. Uh, John Gruber's podcast that had said this, but Apple is totally going to be focusing more on machine learning in future versions of, I'm just going to say it, Apple OS. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> well, the, the thing about it is, is that Apple, you know, they, and there's been a lot of backlash. Uh, what happens to my Intel Mac? It's going to be obsolete. It, okay, your Intel Mac is not getting new features or, or some new features but it's still getting a lot of features like the shortcuts app. And we'll get to all this soon. But, you know, a, a lot of people are getting very salty about no Mac OS on iPad OS and, and, and uh, on the iPad and no, uh, you know, this isn't that. But uh, I'll get to, we'll get to that at the end of the show. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> uh -huh. They talked a lot about home integration. And yeah. um, I don't know if this was a result of WWDC, but Eero is now coming to HomeKit. 
Whoa. I got a thing in my Eero app about that. So those routers will be HomeKit routers. Super awesome. excited about that. But they're going to be adding more security and encryption to um, HomeKit devices. Um, they talked about a lot of different things. Do y'all remember more about the Home side of things? Because I don't remember as much. There was one thing where they were going to add, well, they're adding Siri into more devices. Oh, yes. So that's huge. <laughs> um, they showed a thermostat with Siri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't... It, was there anything else? Not that I can remember, although I was in a clubhouse room and they talked about it because one of the people in that room had over 50 smart home devices, y'all. I mean, yes. there was just... That's, yeah, wow. crazy. So they have a whole setup and they were talking... They were going on and on about all the home stuff. But, of course, I couldn't remember a single thing. Um... But, you know, yeah, this person had, like, over 50 home uh, home kit-enabled devices in their uh, house. I almost said apartment, but, of course, you know, trying to put a smart home in an apartment is virtually impossible most of the time. <laughs> it can be done. It just depends on the devices that you use. Right, but I'm saying these were all wired-up devices. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about? The NFC keys feature. Yeah, we're going to be getting more NFC keys, and they're talking about doing house keys, too. And yeah, now, house keys, hotel keys, mm -hmm. being able to store your ID and yeah, uh, driver's license thing. and stuff into wallet. I'm excited about that. I'm totally That'll ready for awesome. a digital wallet. Mm -hmm. I don't know thing, if my state's going to support it. but The other thing is the iPhone will now tell you at 10% battery when your iPhone is powered off or dies, you will still be able to use Find My with it as a Bluetooth low energy device. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. That is Also, I'm seeing great. a lot of times I'm using Siri in this beta. And only the Siri indicator will come on if the screen doesn't need to come on. It doesn't. It just shows Siri. So they're using oh, really? some always-on technology on uh, the iPhone now. That's neat. Yeah, I think I've noticed that too. Voiceover, uh, the screen, my, my phone did appear to stay locked when I was using Siri before. And speaking of Siri, the on-device um, text recognition yeah. for Siri so that you'll... What? Yeah, the on-device dictation and Siri, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I, I thought, I wasn't sure if you were talking or not, but yeah, the on-device Siri stuff is really cool because you'll be able to do certain commands without the iPhone even being connected to the internet, which is very, very nice. Yep. So then I think we went to uh, Apple Watch. And there's some new picture stuff, picture watch faces where you could use um, Bokeh, uh effects for the background so it blurs the background and it shows the person a few other things and some new workouts that was really the big highlights that they showed off it wasn't a big thing i think the biggest things that kind of came to apple watch was really the fall detection and the ability to track like your uh, stability but then also the ability to share your health data for d to different family members and friends and be able to yeah. track each other um Really, that was kind of it. Nothing. Well, the mask unlock, the unlocking with Apple Watch is being extended to more than just unlocking your device. I think it's they're extending it to uh, other categories as well, but I don't remember for sure what those other categories are. Hmm. Yeah. It might be app installs and purchases. I don't know that it's Apple Pay, although it could be. I don't remember, but I know they did talk about extending unlock with Apple Watch. The, you know, when I look for an Apple Watch update, I want something like playing audio through the speaker. Right. That would be groundbreaking. Yes. Although, mm -hmm. supposedly, Spotify can do that. Yeah. Oh, really? I, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay. Mm hmm So, I'm wondering if the Audible app could as well. I don't believe the Audible app can. I've tried, and it wants me to connect to headphones, oh. which is sad. That's a shame. So, um, moving right along, I think the next thing was the Mac, right? Yes. Was it? Or was Apple TV next? Apple TV, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we got a new Apple TV. No, the Apple TV 4K 2 came out earlier this year. Mm -hmm. um, but we now have uh, spatial audio. Um, and that's the other thing. They announced the spatial audio for music and the, uh, you know... Uh, that kind of stuff. They have new playlists, so go check those out in Apple Music if you haven't heard them. They're amazing. If you have good headphones, that can use spatial audio like the AirPods Pro and Macs. Um, 
I've got to try it out and it's really awesome. I love it. And then they have, uh, they talked about uh, better, uh, what else did they talk about with Apple TV? Right. I was just thinking that. I was like, I don't really remember all the Apple TVs. They really glossed over it. (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, the biggest thing was the spatial audio stuff, but Mm -hmm. I think we're just going to have to see when we run the betas or if we even decide to run the betas. Apparently, you need Xcode to install the developer beta for Apple TV, so that's kind of crazy. Bleh. Oh, interesting. Well, speaking of betas, did you guys see that you're actually going to be able to now decide if you want to update to iOS 15 or if you simply want to continue to receive security updates for some unknown length of time uh, for, I guess, iOS 14? Hmm. Hmm. The beta or after? It sounded like I couldn't tell if they were if if what I was reading said it was going to be an iOS 15 thing, or if that was going to be in iOS 14.7. Hmm. Well, I know that a lot of times it says uh, if you're running beta software, it says your phone is up to date, but at the bottom there's a new beta available. Do you want to install it? So that was new. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Apple Music stuff happened, but that wasn't necessarily a WWDC specific. Yeah, they said there was going to be an event, and you know there was a two-hour gap between the keynote and the platform State of the Union. So it was interesting that you know they we couldn't find an event. Yeah. So the Mac. Let's get on to the Mac. Yes. Because we we've already been at this for a while, and there's a lot of other stuff other than just what was talked about at the keynote that I want to go through. So let's get through the Mac. We have Mac OS 12. Uh, Monterey, and you know it's so close to Mojave that I'm sure a lot of people are going to s- confuse uh, the two names, and eventually, probably somebody will come out with Mojave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was so, actually like about to be like, "Don't say it, Michael. Don't say it, Michael." Yeah. Hashtag Mojave. Yes, that <laughs> needs to be a thing. I think I already came up with Mojave Ray, though. No, but somebody needs to make it a thing on Twitter. Okay, yeah, yep. Lauren, you can have that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can have that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> you got to put something like, discussed on the IA cast. Hashtag macOS 12 Mojave Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so that, have fun funny. not calling it that now. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. So, um... Mac OS 12, I, you know, I still miss Mac OS 10. That just was awesome, you know, and we are now moving up in the version numbers. Some great new features. I feel like a lot of stability improvements. I really feel mm-hmm. like even my Intel Mac is my Intel 16 inch Mac is running much better under Mac OS 12. And, um, you know, there's, it's not going to get certain features. But it does seem to work better. And this is a beta, and it's working better. They fixed my Zoom bug that I reported. And um, they've just done a great job with this OS. I did get a DMG to completely kernel panic my computer. But, um, (laughs) you know, my favorite thing that they've added, though, is shortcuts on the Mac. Oh, yes. And, in fact, the way that I started this Zoom meeting was from a shortcut that is in my macOS menu bar. I have two shortcuts on my menu bar for starting meetings. And um, I just have, uh, basically, I put a link that is opened in the browser, and it just starts Zoom and starts the meeting. It's incredible. That is amazing. I haven't played with it yet, but I'm really excited about it. I even found an option to uh, make a disk image off of input that you give to the shortcut. So... Um, you could put files in a folder in Hazel and make a disk image out of those files based on a um, Hazel routine. So that's the power of automation on Mac. And it's you could do some things on Windows, but it's just unparalleled with what you can do with shortcuts now. It's really that powerful. And they're not even that hard to make. One action is what's powering my uh, menu bar shortcuts for the meetings. You could also add shortcuts to the um, services menu and I think even run Apple script in shortcuts. There's more power than you can imagine in the shortcuts app for Mac. And it's built, it's the same shortcuts app that's on iOS. In fact, uh, interestingly enough, I found um, an option to post a message to WhatsApp. And, um, you know, there's no WhatsApp messenger for Mac. What does that mean? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, we can only wonder. Does that mean something's coming in the future? We don't know. What other features, uh, Jason, do you feel like are really that stand out on uh, Monterey? Well, it wasn't announced at WWDC, but playing with the beta, one of the things that I have noticed, thanks to a, another friend of ours, is it seems that on M1 Max, uh, voiceover, when you use the Siri voices, now uses the machine learning version of the Siri voices, which actually mostly fixes the weird double voice bug that happens when you use the Siri voices and you navigate quickly enough. It still happens in instances where it's not having to use the machine learning instance. But I'm finding that not having voiceover read something the same way all the time is a very enjoyable experience. And it's a lot nicer than I really thought it would be because I've thought before, you know, why don't voiceover, why can't voiceover use the machine learning version of the Siri voices? And I was like, honestly, I don't even know that I would like that. But now that it's here, at least for the moment, I don't know if this is going to change. I hope not. But it's, it's nice. I mean, it does mean that I lose speech whenever my computer is on the log on screen. You know, when I wake it up from sleep and I haven't, you know, touch ID'd or I haven't unlocked with my Apple Watch or under my password. But aside from that, I mean, it's it's a very nice experience for the most part. Uh, that and I like the um, I like the microphone stuff in the control center. That's nice. Um, I just saw how Focus works. They seem to have fixed, kind of fixed the FaceTime stuff with voiceover when you get FaceTime calls it's a bit easier it seems now in 12 to focus on where the call is than it was in Big Sur and I wonder what this means so when voiceover says an application is busy and I'm focusing on voiceover because it's where I've noticed a lot of this of, of, of new things instead of simply saying application name busy so if you're in Safari and it goes busy the first time it does this, it will say Safari not responding. And if it stays that way, then it might say busy. But I wonder if Apple is starting to start uh, is starting to do some underlying work to voiceover. So I'm very excited to see how some of these changes will develop as the betas progress. Yep, and and you know the thing about macOS, it's it's really uh I had some bugs with backgrounds and things like that because it reset my background, which was annoying. But um, that's because it puts everything in the cloud, all your backgrounds. So if you do have that bug, make sure to re-download your background, and then you can set it again. But, uh, you know, Google Drive, OneDrive, all of the drives seem to work okay. Mail works okay. These betas, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like these betas are some of the best uh, stable versions of betas we've seen in a long time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I would agree with that. Like, you just reminded this me. has been very stable. Sorry about that. Um, you just reminded me about another feature, which is the ability to hide your mail. And there's like more security within the mail app. Oh, yeah. Hide your email address. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that and the security stuff with mail pixels, right? Mm-hmm. And I've also been seeing, uh, if I'm on web pages and I'm signing in or signing up for stuff, it, t- it has an option, hide your email address, which is really neat. Oh, I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Man- mainly on the Mac. And then didn't they also announce iCloud Plus? Or- yes, I w- I'm going to get to that after the Mac. Okay. So, um, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have the Shortcuts app, we have... Um, you know, new support in macOS for different things. But if we don't have anything else for the Mac, I'm going to move on to the little things that were announced that may not have come out at the keynote. I don't have anything. Nothing that we've already talked about, you know, live text and stuff on the Mac mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we're good. So, yes, iCloud Plus, where you can use it to secure your IP address so they can't really figure out where you are. And it also can uh, do the hide email address. And eventually, it's going to have support for custom domains. So you'll be able to have an iCloud address at yourdomain.com. That's pretty exciting. That'll be awesome. So we we have uh, iCloud Plus. We have Xcode Cloud, which is really exciting. 
because like we talked about it let you build your apps and and run them in the cloud so um it's in beta now um we don't know what the pricing is or anything like that but it's a very limited beta i signed up the first day i'm really really hoping to get it because it's awesome they've updated all their other suite of applications uh to beta even mac os server which still i don't think really does that much and a lot of other uh, applications we now have a new um, developer kit for sound identification. And guess what it's called? Any guesses? Shazam Kit. Yes. Shazam Kit. That wasn't a guess. No, it wasn't you a knew, guess. You? I did know because I, I mean, I paid attention when Michael said it. Yep. Shazam <laughs> Kit. So uh, they're using the Shazam technology to um, allow you to identify sounds and other things uh, in the environment. So that's really cool. That'll be awesome. We have a new version of Swift UI, Swift UI 3, with a lot of new features for um, you know programmers. And uh, very excited about that. They're going to make it easier to do a lot of different things with lists and, and other elements. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Also, one of the things that really made me happy is everything from the iPhone 6S is still supported, guys. That's pretty in- incredible. Yeah, uh, I was really surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah, I was too. And I think that's a lot of what people are upset about as far as like, you know, Intel Max and stuff. But, you know, that's something we can get into still a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the, the thing is with the, um, even with Intel Max and the, the iPhones, yes, they're supported. But even those old iPhones are going to have diminished features. So that's that's just how it works. There is new changes in... Um, there's some iCloud, a lot of iCloud changes that we got. There's so much stuff. I'm trying to remember everything that we have. Um, but I guess the last thing, if I come up with what I was trying to think of, I'll, I'll mention it later. But yes, the Intel Max. Now, Apple is putting a lot of features towards their new um, operating systems on their silicon, their processors, because of the fact that they can control the entire experience. Yes, there are some Intel chips that could probably support the machine learning, but it would take a lot of code and a lot of work to get that to work and as effective. You know, uh, they said that uh, Renee Ritchie was saying that at one point, Apple would not release anything unless it was 60 frames and up. If it was below 60 frames per second, forget about it. It would not be released. So uh, that's kind of their stance on um, the Intel Max. If it can't perform to their specs of greatness, they're not going to release it. Well, and there are other people that are saying that that's a little bit, that rings a little bit hollow nowadays, right now, because um, a Mac Mini with the same specifications as one of the lower-end MacBook Pros or lower-end MacBook Airs, I forget what it was. I think it, ha- I think it was one of the older Macs that had like 4 gigs of RAM. But the Mac Mini would run, Mo- uh, I almost did it, y'all. I almost <laughs> called it Mojave. Um, but Monterey, Mojave, anyway, um, but yeah, so the Mac mini, I believe it was, was able to run Monterey, but the portable Mac, the pro or the air, again, I forget which one it was, was not with the same exact specifications. Hmm. And so I think that's also why a lot of people are upset about this as well. In fact, you know what? I just realized I don't think my Mac is supported. My old Mac, I mean, wow, my mid 2014 Retina MacBook Pro. Oh wow! It might be, but I I think I saw it in the article that was that was talking about what would wouldn't be supported. And it's interesting, the iPad Air one is supported with iPad OS yeah. fifteen. And so that's one of the interesting things too, like you know, and I think that's again, I think that's part of it, like the iPhone six S being able to run iOS, but some of these Intel Macs in specific configurations with the same specs as others not being able to run Monterey. And I, I, I think, you know, like I said, I think that's why a lot of people are upset about all this. So, you know, the, the one thing going back to another thing that I was thinking about one really nice feature that we're getting on along uh, through all the operating systems is markdown is a native resident in Apple land. Um, you can, as a developer, you can write natively in Markdown and it will show up properly in an app. So I wrote um, a text view in Swift UI, no attributed string or anything. 
and just wrote Markdown. And it made the text bold. It made lists. It made all the things. And that's incredible. Like, you don't have to worry about doing all these different formattings and all that kind of stuff. And um, you could write, I, I want to create just a text view um, or a text editor, as they call it, and just start writing uh, Markdown and see it in an app and just see if it just starts converting it on the fly to Markdown. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, there's so many cool things this year that we get as developers. And, uh, you know, I, I know some people are a little salty about what we're not, what older computers and devices are not getting. But, you know, if you look at the device support for what um, operating systems are or what devices are supported by these operating systems, no other company, I mean, maybe Windows, but Android doesn't hold a candle to that support. It, it just doesn't. So I think, I think Apple's on a good footing, you know, for device compatibility. Right. I think the closest would really be Chrome OS with their with the Chromebooks, and I forget what they call that, their end-of-life expectancy or something. Mm-hmm. Because even, you know, like you said, Android, right, the best you can get, as far as I know, are Samsung's four years of promised updates. I think it's four years. It's either three or four years of uh, promised updates on, on devices. So the 6S is like, what, six years old? Yeah, six or seven, 2016, I think, or 2015. I think 15. So, yeah, that's a long time. Right. So, I mean, yeah, if you have a six year old phone, you'll probably still need to get a new battery, but that's not mm -hmm. a software thing. So, uh, there's so much more we could talk about, but we're going to have to wrap up for today. And if we missed your favorite thing, let us know in the comments on YouTube or. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net or any other uh, way to contact us, iaccessibility1 on Twitter. You know, the, me almost mispronouncing the company name reminded me of one of the bugs, that, or I don't know if it's a bug or if I would call it a feature, uh, Jason. Uh, you had the Siri female voice I would call saying, it machine learning. Yeah, you had it saying iaccessibility <laughs> and would say it in different ways. And one time it actually said iaccessibility. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and, and it made other mispronunciations as well when he was doing it, too. So it's interesting. It, it makes it, in my opinion, a little more human-esque because even that voice makes mistakes. So mm -hmm. uh, I kind of, you know, you may have to tell it to read it again. And I just like that randomness. That's, to me, don't fix it, Apple. In, in my <laughs> opinion, don't fix it. I don't, I don't think it needs to be what? fixed. Right, because I'm like, if you really need consistency, there are other voices. Right. And mm -hmm. we could start a whole other show about using machine learning voices versus not using machine learning voices. Ooh, but we should. all I have to That'd say. Show. <laughs> <laughs> all I have to say is the only thing I don't want them to do is to make the Siri voice belch mid word. You don't need to be that realistic. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we don't need it to be you, Jason. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, with all that, um, I think that's going to be a good show for us today. Um, so as we normally do, uh, I'm going to put somebody on the spot. Lauren, what's your pick for this week and where can people find you online? My pick is Xcode 13. I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited about all the features. Xcode Cloud. Yeah, that'll be really awesome. And where people can find me. You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at laurenflenner at iAccessibility.net. And you can find me on Facebook uh, well, not Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Lauren Flenner 10. All right, Taylor, what is your pick and where can people find you online? So along with doing all of this Apple stuff this week, I have been in Google land, at least for the last day and a half. Uh, I've been twitching over my stuff in terms of my company and all my other stuff to Google Workspace, formerly known as Google uh, G Suite, formerly known as Google Apps. Right? Oh, it yep. has a few different names now. But I really love it because it is a really awesome product. And basically, it allows me to have a custom domain like Office. But I get a lot of features like all the Google apps. And I can as well get 
the Google Drive desktop app, which can make a network drive for your Google Drive uh, files and folders so that they will be available on demand and not on the cloud, uh, not in the local system. And what I really like is that this is available to not only workspace accounts, but your free personal Gmail account as well. So I really love the Google Workspace and I'm switching all of my company stuff to it. And it's just a really great product. And I'm really happy to be trying it out. Uh, thanks to a suggestion from Demossi and Michael Babcock. Where you can find me online, you can find me all over the web. You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can find me on Twitter, Taylor underscore Arndt 22. You can find me on YouTube, Taylor's Tech Talks, and I'm going to go live tonight. Um, and you can also find me on Clubhouse. I'm active there as well. And my website, taylorarnt.com. Email taylor at iaccessibility.net. And yeah, those are some of the places where you can find me and my pick for the week. All right. Um, and just to throw this out there, if you have not heard their podcast, the DM series of Damasi and Michael uh, do a great podcast as well. Uh, Michael yes. was on our show uh, last time, I believe it was. So um, hopefully he'll come back. Hopefully we didn't scare him away. Hopefully um, not. So it was a great, uh, great thing. Jason, uh, what's your pick for the week and where can people find you online? So my pick for the week is actually Monterey. I'm not really going to rehash a lot of why I'm picking it because we really covered it, you know, in the show. But I mean, it's very stable and it's just, it's, it's been treating me very, very well so far. So I'm very excited to see what they change. Hopefully not break in the in the coming betas as far as where people can find me you can find me producing content for iaccessibility you can email me at jason at iaccessibility.net you can follow me on twitter at jde that's juliet delta echo 91 that would be at jde 91 of course um and if you find me on clubhouse feel free to say hi all right and uh for me my pick is a little different uh from everybody else's um, my pick for the week is the show Westworld. I got my, uh, previous pick, the, um, Fire TV, and I started watching HB on it using the, uh, Amazon, the, uh, Apple TV app. So I don't even need an Apple TV, uh, on this, uh, TV. Interestingly, though, my Element TV does not support the Apple TV app, which is crazy. I was very shocked. So I'm glad I have the Apple TV 4K for that, uh, television, but, uh, my other TV, I have um, the Apple TV app where I can watch my HBO. And so I've been watching Westworld. It's, uh, there's three seasons. It's about uh, this theme park where um, it's a Western civilization and uh, all of the characters in it are robots. And they become self-aware. And um, people in the park start dying. So uh, there's also a lot of what makes a person a person. Uh, they talk about consciousness and uh, uh, very interesting ideas on um, what makes consciousness consciousness and self-awareness be what it is. So highly recommend it. It's hard to follow, but stay with it and you'll get it. And it's like, whoa, it makes you think. So check that out. Uh, as for where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter and Michael Doeys on Facebook. I'm also on Clubhouse as well and all over the web, uh, even on my website, michaeldoeys.com. And always making new shortcuts and things like that. So check that out. And um, yeah, that's going to do it for this very detailed and long podcast. Um, I want to thank uh, Lauren, Taylor, and Jason for being here uh, to be on the show with me. I think it was very informative, and we talked about a lot of content here. So I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we missed, so let us know what we missed. And we'll be talking about the betas in our news sections of our podcast in the coming weeks. And we'll be covering also some of these things more when they come out in September or October, whenever Apple decides to push the magic red button. So... Uh, with all that, uh, we hope you have a great day and um, 
you know, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And as they say, press the bell notification, select all. That way you know when we go live with our podcast. So I want to thank everybody for being here, and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Hashtag Marvaray every... I mean, bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Great. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iaccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iaccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.